welcome to Rush Tactics episode 10, the one where we learn that those who play together win together. I'm your host, Greg Henniger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Josh, the noob of November Augustine. That's that's the best title this month. It's like the bell of the ball. This this whole <laughs> celebration is for me. I'm the noob of November. You're the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. <laughs> the noobiest of the noob. That is I me. love it. Thank Perfect. you. Welcome, noobster. Uh, each week, we try out a new tactic and strategy uh, or build order in Age of Empires Online and share it with you. So this is our third installment of Noob November, and we thought it was only appropriate to discuss a pillar of Age of Empires, and that pillar is the fun and importance of co-op. Am I wrong, Josh? Greg, as your co-op partner on this podcast, I'm going to support everything you say. And no, Greg, you are not wrong. You are right. Way to go, partner. Thanks. I feel boosted by my co-op <laughs> partner right now. Yeah. So Josh and I like to lead by example. So we just completed a co-op mission called Live Together, Die Together. It is the first co-op mission. If you're playing the Greeks and Egyptians, um, I believe this is the first co-op co-op, mandatory co-op uh, mission that you come up. And uh, so we just completed that co-op mission, and we're about to discuss, you know, the way we beat it uh, together, thankfully, without betraying each other. And the live stream video of that, along with a full text walkthrough, um, things that we did that helped out uh, with fancy links and all of that is on our website, uh, gamediplomat.com. So how do you think that went, Josh? We just uh, stepped through some live together, die together. It, it, it probably went very authentically, I think it's probably the best way to do it. I honestly went in thinking we were going to stomp it, because we beat this mission, like, way back when we first started playing the game. Um, but it was really tough, and we had to do a lot of kind of compromising, and, or not compromise, improvising and saying, like, okay, well, we were planning this strategy, but it's not working. How do we change it? And kind of right. talk together and work together a lot, which I think is the way the best co-op partners kind of work. Exactly. Uh, the last time you and I played it, we were actually sitting next to each other. We had our computers next to each other, and we were in beta. I think I was Greek, you were Egyptian, or I was Egyptian, you were Greek. And we were both, you know, I think a lower level, um, probably somewhere in our 20s or lower maybe even. Um, but we both had this quest, and you're right. I, I do remember the quest being substantially easier in beta. So I'm not entirely sure if they boosted that or if that's just a level scaling kind of thing. Or maybe we got worse. Uh, I just <laughs> want to throw that option out there. It is It is November. It uh, is. But, uh, yeah, so my Greeks were level 31, and I think yours hit, you dinged 31, uh, right? Right after that, your Norse? Yeah. Okay. So we encountered large waves of units. And you're right, we really did have to think on our feet. Uh, we had strategies that came out of nowhere that ended up working really well. So here's kind of a basic uh, game plan that any co-op partners really need to think about right away. Um, one is, obviously, you need to get your basic economy up and going. Um, and send somebody out scouting. Now, if your partner wants to go scouting, or if you want to go scouting, if you both want to go scouting, that's fine. Uh, but we need to get our eyes on what the enemy is doing. Um, and that leads us into number two, have one sieve build counter units to what the scout sees. So it's 
it's super helpful if one div um, really focuses on countering what the scout finds and the other sieve uh, has the luxury of, you know, focusing on defense or focusing on rushing. Um, and then next, you can establish a gold trade caravan. If you can do that ASAP, like as quickly as you can, you have gold flowing in throughout the rest of the entire map. As long as it doesn't get uh, screwed up like our um, dwarf swarm did yeah. <laughs> back, back in those days. Um, so w- what about that uh, gold caravan? You, you had some interesting points uh, during our live stream, Josh, about putting them at different levels, right? Yeah. The So the idea with the gold caravans is you get farther or you get more gold the farther they travel, obviously. But you're going to have – both of you are going to have a lot of caravans going, and you don't want them to interfere with each other. So you want to make sure their paths are separate. So the way you do that is you build – the town centers and the markets sort of uh, like maybe 10 feet above each other so that they can the lines can basically run parallel to each other so the caravans aren't running into each other. Because a lot of times if you don't plan ahead, your caravan routes are going to crisscross, and that will just kill your gold trade. The pathfinding will just kind of freak out when they both get all stuck in there. And when you have a bear cart and a donkey cart, you know, headbutting, it's, it's no good. Yeah, you know which one of those is going to win, Greg. It's going to be the bear cart. I'm not going to lie. That donkey, he's going after that carrot. He could probably pummel a bear. <laughs> he wants that carrot so bad. He really does. So it's it's important to establish that gold caravan right away, as soon as you can. Um, I think I had, like, something around 16,000 gold by the end of that match. Like, yeah. it, it got ridiculous. And as, in a, as a good in a great way. partner, you were giving a lot of that gold to me to help me out, so that was fantastic. Exactly. So next, um, you kind of want to create units that complement the other sieve. Uh, so, you know, if if Josh and I decided early that I was going to go infantry and Josh was going to go anti-infantry um, archers, so you know we had a unified vision of what we wanted to do and kind of. When you do that, you become you kind of become this unstoppable army until you you know obviously run into something that doesn't work, <laughs> and then yeah. you alter your plan. You were saying? Yeah, no, I totally agree. You were yeah. spot on, Greg. Way to be Thank a good you. co-op partner. Thanks. So you really want to compliment each other, um, like Josh. You're looking really good today. Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. When their morale is up, then their uh, infantry damage goes up, I've found. Uh, And so once you kind of have this well-rounded army um, of counters and and siege or, you know, counters and cavalry, just something that's going to immediately counter the enemy and then something that's going to go over the top of that and leads us to number five, lay waste to the enemy. Uh, that's that's the end goal. You and your partner are, just want to destroy everything that's out there. If that's the quest, of course, that you're that you're yeah. going after. If it's defend the wonder, you may not have to do that. <laughs> exactly. So you're just gonna you're gonna want to lay waste to your enemy and support each other's weaknesses. If you see that your partner, you know, um, their fortresses are going down due to a rogue siege unit, you know, you want to. <laughs> this get sounds very familiar. Together. 
<laughs> yes, it does. Um, you want to get your units out there and take out that siege unit because your partner is focusing really hard on keeping that line of fortresses going that he may not have the units to get out there and take down that siege unit. So the more you complement each other and fill uh, fill in the other's uh, weaknesses and the gaps, uh, the stronger a team you're going to be. Yeah, that's really – it was really important that we diversify that because I was the one building all the castles, and Greg was building large cavalry and infantry troops. And if we had both built castles, um, when that trebuchet started firing from around the corner, like, we would have just been toast. But Greg was able to kind of send all his infantry out there, take it down, even though his whole army died. But they took that out so my castles could kind of take out the rest. I think we actually did a pretty good job of this, Greg, because a lot of times – I was asking early on, like, okay, you're building infantry, what should I build? And you're like, all right, I'm going to be weak against archers, maybe build some cavalry. So I started building cavalry. Um, but then we found out, oh, we have trouble with the siege, so we changed. You started building cavalry, and then I started building just kind of tanks to kind of sponge all the damage in the middle. And we kept changing our strategy, but the important thing to do was we were always talking about it. So we always knew what the strategy was as it was changing. Right, exactly. And that, that brings us to a, a point where strategy is very fluid. If you're going into a map and you're saying, I'm going to do this the whole time, you're going to do this the whole time, you're going to run into problems and things are going to change. You need to be able to adapt to what's happening and you need to be able to communicate with your partner. If you're doing it purely through chat, um, in-game chat by typing it out, that is probably the hardest way of doing it, but... Mm -hmm. It is possible. Um, obviously, the best way is to do it through voice, uh, which you can make really rapid changes on the fly. Um, and the, the time that you spend typing into chat, your villagers are going idle, or your cavalry are attacking a random storehouse when they shouldn't be. Um, things like that. But So anyways, Josh, where can I find um, co-op matches? Yeah, so I mean, co-op mashes, it's a good question because some of the missions you're going to get won't allow co-op. Um, but you can always do co-op in Skirmish. It's just kind of like in the early Age of Empires games. It's basically the co-op versus AI mode. Um, or quests, a lot of times, when you open your quest log, you'll see in the bottom left there will be a button that says co-op. And it'll be grayed out if that mission is not eligible for co-op. It'll also say it in the text like, hey, you can't do co-op. Um, or you can just left-click that button, and then it'll pop on, and it'll start searching for a co-op partner. And it basically posts a message in the Looking for Group channel, just with the name of the quest, and, and anyone can join you. Nice. Nice. Okay, so that is that a new feature, or was that always in there? The, you know, kind of matchmaking co-op? It's always been in there. Um, not a lot of people knew about it kind of at first, and it's still not a great way to find a co-op partner, because all it does is a post the name in the Looking for Group channel. But the trouble is, not a lot of people are sitting in the Looking for Group channel waiting for you to start some random quest that they don't have so they right. can join you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's pretty rare. Um, usually the best thing to do is just ask in the general chat. I usually say like, hey, I need help with this quest. Does anyone want to play with me? And I'll usually right. get someone to send me a message back. Um, or I've also had pretty good luck if you own premium content, like if you own the Defense of Creed or if you own the Northern uh, Front Booster Packs or Northern Invasion Booster Packs. I, I Whenever I play those quests, I like to ask people, like, 
hey, I'm playing this uh, this quest. You know, I'll host it so you can play it for free if you don't have it. Who wants to join? And it's a pretty cool way um, for people to try it out before they buy it. So, like, Greg, you know, um, I don't re- remember if you had the Defensive Crete map pack the first time we tried it, but it was a cool way. I, I've introduced a couple friends to it that way, and then they've tried it and be like, oh, okay, now I get it. This is cool. Maybe I'll pick it up. Yeah, in, in a similar vein, like, uh, recently we had our How to Spend Our Empire Points uh, debate uh, where I bought the Northern Invasion map pack and Josh bought the Norse. Um, that's that's another good way to say, like, hey, Josh, join me in these Northern Invasion map packs and bring your Norse, and we're going to be fighting against the Norse. Uh, so that's a lot of Norse. <laughs> you get this well-rounded uh, view of everything. So you almost never have to co-op, uh, but it's almost always beneficial. Um, so why would somebody want to co-op, Josh? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons. I mean, the very first thing is kind of, it's obvious. Uh, you make friends. It's a good way to make a new friend um, or kind of hang out with friends you already have, like you and I. Right. Uh, you didn't become my friend because we co-op, but we're friends. And <laughs> it's fun to play games together. It's just better that way. Um, it's really important to, to mention there's no penalty to, to experience or the chess you earn. Um, so you're really... The only effect is you're hanging out with friends, and you're beating quests faster. So, I mean, you're going faster, you're getting the same rewards. Um, and and actually, some of the quests, some yeah. of the quests that you do, um, if you've done them single player, they will be tweaked in a co-op version of that quest. So, you can see new versions of a quest that you may have already done. Yeah. No, that it blew my mind the first time. I think it was one of the Alliance quests. Um, it might have even been Palace Race Egypt, the one we did the video a while back. The right. first time I did co-op, and it's just totally different. And you're just like, what? And then immediately you're like, I want to try all the maps co-op and see what changes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a whole new world out there. It sure is. So there are a lot of ways that you can become a really good co-op partner. Because in the end, you want to be a good co-op partner, right? Yeah. You you want people to have you join them and have that confidence that you're gonna be a good co-op partner. Um, what what makes a good co-op partner, Josh? <sighs> well, I think start us start us off. Yeah, the first step to being a good co-op partner is you need to find your damsel in distress. That's the thing. Like, because <laughs> like we kind of mentioned earlier, if you have a friend online looking in the looking for group channel, um. I think the best thing to do, honestly, if you just want to start practicing being a good co-op partner, and like you said, Greg, this is a social game, you need to be a good co-op partner here. I think what you want to do is head into the Looking for Group channel or the general channel and just ask people, hey, who needs help? Because people always need help with quests. They just do. Um, And just find a friend. Make a new friend that way. Actually, when I was practicing the Palace Race Egypt quests, I was having a really tough time, but I someone in there just offered to help me, and I was like, yeah, sure, that would be great. And then the two of us played for probably like three hours, and we just kept playing it until we beat it. And there's something really cool about just struggling through it with someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and another good way is to coordinate uh, your civilization choices. You know, when you get in there, like, I like to play the Celts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like to play, nowadays, the Norse. So 
you know, you get in there, you ask them what their strategy is going to be, what they feel comfortable doing, um, and then you can either choose to complement that strategy or say, you know, my civilization is really strong in this. You could help me support in this, you know, like kind of work together in terms of civilization strengths. And we've we've kind of outlaid a lot of civilization strengths in past episodes um, on, on the blog and in the podcast. So if you'd like to go back into those, you can find them. But, you know, work with what works for you, but also be a team player. Uh, so you say, you know, do you prefer – Josh, do you prefer civs in a co-op situation – would you rather the Civ be the same or or different with a co-op partner? Huh. I would, honestly, for me, I prefer different. Even whether it's more effective or not, I'm not sure. It's just easier for me to distinguish kind of which troops are mine and which are theirs. It makes it a little easier for me on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something to be said for having the same Civ because you know what exactly what their units are going to do. So if you see them building all of a certain type of cavalry, you know exactly what that cavalry is good against and what they're bad against. So you can kind of be a better partner, kind of know what they're going to need. Um, but right. I'm going to say different, just because selfishly, I get really confused when there's all those units on the field, and it really helps me to have multiple, uh, have have different units. Right. Even if you're a different color, you know, it's it can still be confusing. Yeah. Um. But there, there, there are different civs out there that complement each other pretty well. Like I would say, the Babylonians and the Norse would probably complement each other pretty well. You got one who turtles, uh, that being the Babylonians, and then the Norse can get out there and push. Uh, they can harass while the Babylonians are building up this giant army. Um, do you think, Josh, that it's important that one turtles while the other rushes, or like we just did in our um, live stream, we both were kind of forced to turtle. It took a lot longer, but we did, you know, come out on top. But we we both turtled. Do you think it's important to vary it up, or you know, both turtle, both rush? You know. Yeah, it's tough. I think I think it's better to keep your strategies similar. I don't think um, I don't think that if someone turtles, the other one needs to turtle. I think actually, like you said, the Norse and Babylonians are a great combo because the Norse can harass and basically buy the Babylonians time to mm-hmm. turtle. Um, but I wouldn't say go with, the, say, the Celts and the Babylonians and have the Celts rush by themselves because if you want to rush, I think you need to go all out and just rush. Right. Um, but then if you're going to turtle – you could both turtle really well. I mean, I think both turtling is a good backup plan. If you start losing like we did, bust out the turtles and then just do that for a while. Um, I feel like both turtle is probably a better and safer choice than both rushing. Because if you both rush and both fail, it's kind of over. It is. But at least in that case, it's over quickly, so you can restart. Uh, <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, and this is where you want to talk to their co-op partner, because some people love to rush, and they're going to be super comfortable rushing. Right. Some are not going to be comfortable rushing at all, and if you rush or ask them to rush, they're going to get nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to make sure that you're, you're doing a strategy that you're 
partner's comfortable with. It's like a comfortable relationship, right? It you don't totally want to move is. too fast. If they don't want to move too fast, you're going to screw up the relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. Yeah, we don't need to move that fast. I'm fine taking it slow, Greg. Take our time, baby. So <laughs> another thing that co-op people need to realize is things will go wrong. We touched on this a little bit before. No plan is perfect, and there's no doubt that something's going to go wrong. The big thing is don't freak out and rage quit. Because that will just make your co-op partner angry. Yeah. And they won't want to play with you again. Because there was a point in our live stream, and if you go back and watch this, where Josh and I thought we were going to get taken over. Uh, There was a massive... It was pretty bad. (laughs) There was a massive group of infantry units coming in, and we both went, well, we're kind of screwed. Um how do we attack this was how we kind of turned it around instead of freaking out and saying, let's try this over. So you need to adjust your strategy and suggest your, and suggest kind of ways for your co-op partner to adjust as well. Because if your co-op partner stays doing the exact same thing they were going they were doing, which caused you to kind of get into that pickle, then things are just going to get worse. If I'm changing my strategy to Calvary and Josh continues to stay at Archer's, um, things aren't going to get better. You really need to communicate. Communication is kind of the general um, keystone for co-op, and we keep pushing it, but it is very, you know, important. Yeah, it's really important, and it's not always intuitive. A lot of people kind of get really nervous in these kind of group environments, and they don't want to, like, upset their partner, or they don't know this guy, so they don't want to say anything. But, I mean, especially if you're going to change strategies, You need to communicate because if you've already agreed, hey, we're going to rush, and then you decide, oh, no, this isn't working, let's change it, you need to let them know or else your partner's probably going to keep rushing, and that's not going to work so well. Yeah, you're turtling and your partner's going in, (laughs) wasting all of their resources, getting slayed, you know, it's it's not going to end well. And that's just asking for a rage quit. Exactly. As much as we don't like it, it will probably happen. <laughs> probably happen. So you need to be aware of each other's persons, uh, each each other's objectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh wants to rush. I'm going to support him in that. I want a turtle. Josh needs to know that up front. Again, communication is key. Yeah, and especially on maps or on quests that you're joining, that you don't also have the quest. You want to know just the basic, simple objective of the map, too, because, like, um, sometimes the objective is destroy three barracks. Sometimes it's destroy the entire town. Sometimes it's defend 40 villagers. Like, you just want to know, okay, what are you trying to do on this map so, you know, I can try and help you out with it? Um, Because a lot of times, yeah, I've joined a map and tried rushing, and they're like, what are you doing? We just need to defend the wonder. And it's like, oh, what have I done? (laughs) Right. Uh there was this, uh, we, we had a, a pretty good anecdote um, early on of uh, a rescue mission, which was pretty awesome. It was, a, it was one of my favorite co-op experiences ever. Do you remember this, Josh? I don't think so, no. Tell me. It, it, it was the mission where um, you had to rescue a king from an enemy's town center, and it was, it's, it's a kind of fairly early on co-op mission because I remember doing this in the beta with you but I needed to since I was the host it was my mission so I needed to you know grab the king 
and bring him back to my town center. So we spent some time, you know, Josh and I, of course, turtled up a little bit. Of course. Uh, as <laughs> is our custom. As is our custom. We built up an army. Um, I built up my army of super fast uh, cavalry units, and you kind of went in as, um, you know, beefy tanks, like slow-moving, you know, drawing the enemy fire. So oh, kinda, yeah. You remember this? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. So it, it was a, uh, a boat map as well. So we had to caravan in transport ships all the way up to this corner of the map. And so you went in from one side, and I held off my army on another side. And you moved in, you know, your tanky units, your beefy infantry, and they they were just, you know, magnets for for the enemy. And I kind of swept in on the uh, the west side with my super quick cavalry. And so all of the infantry units went towards you. I swept in with my cavalry. I was able to grab the king, move him back with my cavalry, um, back to my transport units, took him all the way home while the enemy had no idea what was going on because they were too busy fighting you. Um, and almost all of your units died, as I remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't died. even... I, I didn't even leave my boat there for the return trip. I think I just I, I left I sent them to their demise and I knew it was gonna happen. You deleted your, your boat and sank yeah. it to Davy Jones locker because yeah. you knew this was a one way trip. Yeah. Um it, it it was just so satisfying having, you know, this my little sneak attack army while Josh is, you know, grabbing the main bulk of the army. I was able to slip in the back door, grab the king I was out of there in no time. Josh was able to, you know, maintain aggro, and I got it all the way back. I got the king all the way back to my town center, and we won. And it was just, it was such a heroic feeling and such a level of satisfaction that was so great. Yeah, it was. I remember that. That is, now that you say it, like, that is probably the best moment I can remember in co-op. I, I remember that feeling of just, like, I felt good. I felt like that bodyguard diving in front of the bullet. You know, like, my job here isn't to win. My job here is to die so Greg can win. And it, it just felt, yeah, it felt really good. It was cool. Awesome. And that's that's the sort of feeling you can't have in, like, a single-player experience. You need that co-op where, like, Greg and I are strategizing and trying to figure out what to do. Exactly. It was a really fluid environment, too. Like, we realized what we were up against, and we came up with this idea together, and we executed it. And the execution went flawlessly, and there is no greater feeling than that. Um, but there are a lot of do's and don'ts for co-ops. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, you know, tell you what you should do. And, Josh, you should feel some don'ts here, okay? All right. I, don't worry. I know all the bad stuff. <laughs> Perfect. So what you should do is you should watch for idle villagers in your ally's town. Um, if you see some, you know, wait, you know, 20, 30 seconds to see if they're going to notice those idle villagers. But if not, you know, give some kind, constructive encouragement and say, hey, maybe those uh, those people who are just standing around should really work on, you know, wood or gold or something like that. So you you should encourage your co-op partner. Don't jump all over his back right away. But, you know, definitely keep an eye out on your, your partner. Yeah, it's just it's kind of common courtesy, and if you say it nicely, no one's going to be upset that you kind of help them play better. I mean, right. you're, you both want to win; it's not a competition. Exactly. Which leads us to a don't. 
Oh, I see. Okay, so I thought you were going to tell us all the things at once. You want me to go back and oh, forth with you on this. Let's not be ridiculous. Yeah. All right. I I would hate to be ridiculous, Greg. Please. Um, all right. So the thing you don't want to do is yell at your partner for not having as strong of an economy as you or demand resources from them because you didn't plan ahead. Or for any reason, I mean, you never want to demand resources. So, Greg, I mean, this is pretty straightforward. Be kind. Be nice about the idle villagers. Don't yell. Don't shout. Don't get angry. Yeah. Another do is create. We had we said this before. Create caravans, a trade caravan ASAP with a clear unobstructed lane uh, that we talked about. You know, creating it ten, fifteen feet below or above your town center, so your caravans are going back and forth. I have never been wanting for gold when I created a caravan. Yeah, it's just so perfect. Um, but the one thing you shouldn't do, Greg, is be selfish when placing your town centers. Um, place one far away from your allies' market, even if it's not beneficial for you and your economy, um, so that they get more gold when they're trading with you. Yeah, and I think the same goes for storehouses. Don't get greedy and move in on your partner's gold, stone, you know, wooded areas. That 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 is just kind of lowbrow unless you say <laughs> – Unless you say, like, hey, I need gold. Can I please, you know, move in some of my villagers to this gold mine that you haven't yet tapped? Like, I need it now. Either please give me some or I need to start moving into your resources zone. Because most maps are really set up for each player to have their own resource zone. And if you want to expand, then it kind of becomes a free-for-all. But when you're in a co-op situation, don't move in on your partner's resources unless you have some kind of agreed-upon situation like, Josh, I'm going to go wood, and you need to go gold. So take all my gold, and I'm just going to go wood. That kind of situation. Yeah, that's a very nice way to handle it. Um, yeah. So another do is build units to support your allies' army. We talked about this before. If I'm going heavy infantry, Josh is going to go you know, heavy, either anti-cavalry or anti-infantry. Uh, I'm going to do infantry. He's going to do archery. Just be aware of what your army, your opponent, what your what your ally is doing, and support that. Don't both go infantry. Don't both try and pretend like, you know, there is one clear goal. You need to work together. Well, you're stepping on my don'ts over there, buddy. Am I really? Yeah, you're being Mr. Negative. That's my job. Oh, okay. uh, you also should not fight over who gets to make the coolest looking units. Yes, we all know which units are the coolest, and we all Fine. want to build them, especially if, if we have cool gear on them. But it's okay. It's not a competition. You don't need to show off. You can just build it next time. Yeah. Another two, grab all the bonus chests you can find because they are shared amongst everybody, you know. You don't need to you don't need to worry about saving everything. Grab all those chests, they're gonna go to him, they're gonna go to you, everybody's gonna benefit. Yeah, and that's just common courtesy. Some people don't like to grab the chests because they're wasting their units when they could be, you know, destroying the town center or something like that. You know, that's just common courtesy. If you're sending an army right next to a chest, pick it up. It just saves your co-op partner the time of running over there himself. It really does. And so that's co-op in a nutshell. 
And I feel like it really, you know, boosts the level of enjoyment for any game. I mean, not just Age of Empires Online. There are a lot of games that have co-op. Co-op is a very enjoyable kind of twist on what you're normally doing. Um, but especially in Age of Empires Online, you can. there's a lot of strategy to it. It's very fluid. You think on your feet. Um, I love it. How do you feel about co-op, Josh? Yeah, no, it's awesome. I wish I could do more of it. I wish um, it was easier to kind of organize friends lists and all that sort of stuff, because that is the one thing right now, like, it's still tough to find a group um, right. to play with. Um, but when you can get a group going, it's unparalleled. It's awesome. So definitely do it. Uh, and don't worry about being a noob in co-op, because we're all noobs this month. Exactly. It is noob-vember, everybody. Let's all go out there, you know, give somebody a helping hand. People who are new to this game, you know, welcome. Seriously, this is a great game. It's a great community. And we want to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. So thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of Rush Tactics. Um, let us know what you think by emailing us at rushtactics at outlook.com. Uh, visit our website at gamediplomat.com for full show notes, step-by-step walkthroughs um, of our strategies, what we just talked about, and that video of us putting um, all of these strategies into practice. And I, I don't think there's been a video that really – uh, showed that off more than tonight, uh, just the fluidity of the fact of how Josh and I had to work together. Um, you can talk to us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Greg Henniger. And I am at Jay Augustine. And we would love to team up with you in-game. So add us to your friends list, and we would love to co-op with you. Uh, I am Dev117. And I am The Game Diplomat. And as always, please let us know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see in the future. So, see you next week, potential co-op partners. You would call me Gregory? And so many other things.